Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. The United States is probably going to be looking for some border control agents. Pretty soon, JG and customs agents. As the 20 month travel ban on international travelers has been lifted. Yeah. After the COVID 19 pandemic began, and now vaccinated international travelers are welcome back in the United States. Grandparents get to see their grandkids. Mommies get to see daddies and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah, unless you're a dude whose girlfriend been locked out the country and you've been living it up the last year and a half. And now she's coming back in town. Why does your, your mind go to stuff like that? Yeah, now you got to sneak and hide this baby that you had with somebody else. What? <laughs> Why are you calling out Lawrence like that, bro? You supposed to be on Lawrence's side, <laughs> bruh. Why are you doing that, man? You gotta stay Team Lawrence, home. Team Lawrence, bruh. Who is Lawrence? Is this real? Team Lawrence, bruh. We talking about insecure. Not the producer, Lawrence. That's what I was no. thinking oh, about. Wow. Thinking oh, that makes it better. Oh, that makes it better. I was about our Lawrence. I was gonna say, we're gonna have He's to have a staff meeting. These days I said so long to rain My girlfriend coming back in the country I got a hot beside baby Hot beside baby My name is Roy This is my job fair Top of the Wednesday to you Do we call this Thanksgiving Eve? Do people say that? You say know. Thanksgiving Eve. I've never heard Thanksgiving Eve used in any verbiage. So we make it a first. I say we do it. Okay. We, we just go ahead and say it. Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving, as we all know, is the holiday where we celebrate where people came from another land and gave the Native American smallpox and <laughs> shot them with guns and Stole their corn. And muscled them out of their real estate. And True. In return, gave them a couple casinos and crippling debt and high COVID mm. numbers. Why do and you keep going to the A lot of alcoholism. A lot of alcoholism. JG, are these truths or not? 
They are trash. Mm. Trail okay. of Tears. Ronda's correct. Okay. But so still, this why is, do you keep going? This is what we're here to commemorate, Jacqueline. We're here to commemorate that time. My family calls it Thanksgiving, for the record. Oh, your family it. woke as fuck. Jesus, your family. Shout out my dad. <laughs> God damn. Y'all don't even eat on Thanksgiving, do you? I did not see that. No, we damn sure eat, though. We, we throw it down. Now. Y'all come to my mama's house. Y'all ain't going back to Alabama. I'm going to put it like that for real. My mama put a hurting on it. This shit is Thanksgiving. God damn hey. it. Hey, no, you can't have no gift. We ain't Black duck Friday when you come in the house. Duck when you come in the house. Duck, keep your head down. They looking for you. They watching. We enjoy mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and the time together and all the extra food. We didn't say yeah. that it's not an enjoyable moment with your family, JG. I'm just saying True. that. The reason that you and your family are coming together is because of the way that the federal government gave the Native American community a raw deal. And I agree with that. Fucked them over completely. Did you guys know that this year, the day after Thanksgiving, is Native American Day? No bullshit. I think it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, it's right the day after Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be Native American Celebration Day or something like that. They only get a day. They don't get a month. They gave us the shortest month it is. Of course, they only get a day. This is America. This is how we well, do. Well, that is one of my favorite holidays, Native American Day, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Native American Day is the day that we celebrate the day after Thanksgiving, where in honor of our Native American brethren, we all show up at retail stores and punch strangers in the face for electronics that have been discounted at unbelievable prices. and. Mm. $2 SD cards at Staples and elbowing people and, for 50 inch TVs at Walmart. Uh-huh. Remember that lady oh, that yeah. got trampled to death over a DVD VCR combo at Walmart? At Walmart. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's part of why they do for the sure. Wednesday. We're open on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day shit now because they think it mm. stops the tramples. Yeah. And they're online now. You can do it online. Uh, the Black Friday before Black Friday, so on and so forth with Walmart. And they I don't to, like that. Oh, you like to be in the crowd? I think that's part of the appeal of celebrating the shopping we do on Native American Day. We all know mm-hmm. that much like the Native Americans, you show up on a Friday to a store and get trampled on and mm. forgotten about. No one <laughs> checks on you. And they just you leave your lifeless body right there at the front of a Walmart front of the automatic door just opening yeah. closing opening wrapped in a blanket closing <laughs> stop that indeed. <laughs> indeed okay two things i'm that person when my family comes back home i've made french toast and all these sausages and eggs and i'm like hi there's squeaky orange juice <laughs> and i'm just so happy about it and they're so tired and sad and depressed i'm like don't go out there but anyway at least there's fresh french toast so one more thing for me (laughs) you can already tell jg's one of those people that she like lays out her christmas pajamas on the bed the night before Uh for what she's gonna wear Uh this is my cooking outfit and then after i cook i'm gonna go upstairs and change and i'm gonna come back down and eat (laughs) right She's got a whole different outfit for opening gifts and everything, too. My youngest nephew, he does not like link sausages. He likes round sausages. So his auntie cooks him round sausages. And, oh, it's just so many things. And my oldest nephew, he doesn't like strawberries in his mixed fruit salad. So I pick out all the strawberries. Catering to these kids and giving I them a fake, them. fake 
impersonation of what the world that awaits them in adulthood is going to be Same like. kids, it's take your only iPhone. on the holidays. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're in the real world. But during the holidays, I want them to be super happy. You're playing all kind of nasty games. Thank you to Down South Georgia, girl. I didn't know this. November is Native American Heritage mm-hmm. Month. So they got the whole month. Yay! All right, way to go. Mm-hmm. Way to mm-hmm. go, Native Americans. Um, also, they got a that's longer right. month than us. That's respect. Well, mm-hmm. to be fair, four or five of them days, nobody is really observing them. Because mm. everybody, from Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, they lose nobody. that. Yeah, that's mm. fair. College football mm-hmm. rivalry weekend, nobody's, you know. Lions going to lose to somebody. That's if fair. anything, they really getting less days. They really, yeah, you got November, but it's, we only working like 20 of them days in the month anyway. So it really yeah. can't observe. Kind of balances out to 27. Yeah. Look at it. That's right, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Fucking supply chain issues. Buy your mm-hmm. gifts now. Whatever you're trying to buy, get it now. Um, because mm. it really ain't gonna be no stampedes in the store this year. Because most of this There's shit already out of stock. Yeah. My kids ain't getting none, so I ain't worried about it. They didn't had a hell of a year. They've gotten <laughs> festivals and concerts and video games and shoes and shit. They yeah, my kids are good. God, you're one of those fathers. You take stock. Of every single Dog. thing. Look at all the stuff I did for you this year, boy. Come over oh. here. Look at the spreadsheet. Look. <laughs> I don't even show the numbers no more, bro. I just said, look at all them shoes at your bottom of your bed, bro. Look at that. You got like a whole footlocker right there. You good. You be all right. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to go international today. Uh-huh. Since Thanksgiving is essentially the first time a culture came over here and fucked up things. We're going to explore people from other places or people that are influenced from other places. Uh, Mm. See what the hell things be going on over there. Uh, But before we meet this brother over here in Portugal, real quick, it's time for Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. There's a church in Nashville where a man walked in and decided today would be a good day to pull a gun out on you motherfuckers in the middle of church service. Hmm. Point the gun at everybody, waving it around. I don't know if this gentleman's intentions was to rob the church or to just show everybody how much he loved the Lord by pulling out his Glock 9. But nonetheless, when the man wasn't looking, Uh the pastor himself bum-rushed the man and tackled him and wrestled the gun while everybody in the church Uh escaped to safety. That's all right. That's That's the best pastor ever. That's the, he's the best pastor ever. What happened? Why did he come to church with a gun? JG, these are these are questions that we cannot answer. I say shout out the pastor and his many, many years of Pop Warner slash high school football that prepared him for this moment. Because that I is a perfect form tackle. His, his head is shit up. Out this his shoulders are straight. Like, you know, they, they don't teach kids to tackle like that nowadays. That's why I don't let my boy play football. They don't teach you to tackle right. That's hard. Tackling a grown man with a gun pointed at his congregation, excuse me, his customers. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Ezekiel at the yeah. Nashville Light Mission Pentecostal Church mm. in North Nashville, Tennessee. We need to ask Rod if he knows about this church. Pastor mm. Ezekiel, you are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Yes. That's Rod would say, bless up. Worst than first time now, let's go to Portugal. Third, I think the thing that people forget about the job fair is that this is an international acoustical radio presentation. We have been blessed. International. 
And I understand we have an international brother. We don't get many international Negroes on this program. And I've <laughs> never been to Portugal. I don't know shit about Portugal other than it's close to Spain. I probably couldn't even pick it out on a map. Cristiano Ronaldo, homie. Cristiano Ronaldo. He's from, he from Portugal. Wouldn't even know their flag if I saw it. Couldn't even. I don't know shit. Mm. Yes, you do. <laughs> so who do we have on the line for worse than first? We have with us A.G., actually, and he wants to tell us about repairing aerators, and he's in Lisbon. So, A.G., before we get into your worst job, how did you end up in Portugal? Because I'm always curious about that, because I feel like we only move domestically for love or money. But I feel like when people move abroad and change their whole different setting, sometimes there's something about just resetting your life. So how did you end up over there? Well, I'm kind of along that path right now. I'm going through the process of uh, getting my citizenship over here. Um, oh, so you so, gone, gone. Almost, you. almost. I'm, I'm doing my recon right now. Man, so finally, ran off the good black folks. I'd be damned. <laughs> but surprisingly, there are a surprising number of black folks here. I had no idea. It's more diverse. It's like being in Brazil. Before we get into your worst job, bro, what are you looking, if I can ask? Mm-hmm. What is your employment situation in Portugal? Like, what is the job search like? Are you retired? Do you work remote? How are you? Because when you make a decision to leave America, you also still need income. That is still a base right. need for people. So right. how are you setting that up over there? So I work remotely. I've been working remotely for about four years now. I do HR systems and HR uh, payroll and things like that, but I've been supporting companies in the U.S. now for about four years. Mm. Um, so I've moved around and just been to Spain and France, and so I'll just take my job and go for a couple months and live in another country, see what it was like. I've been doing that for four years, and I've kind of settled on Portugal. So I'm looking through the paperwork here that Ralph put together in the booking document. He's, you said that your worst job was repairing aerators. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, sir. Aerators. What is that? So my background, the background is my brother had a job offer from Stanley, who was our electrician in our local town. And my brother didn't want the job. He was 16. I was 14. I said, I'll take it because I wanted money. Mm -hmm. um, and the job was to be an electrician's apprentice. So he said, you got the church. I figured it'd be okay. Stanley was a good guy. And, uh, I found out Stanley was a, a five-two Vietnam vet oh. by choice. Wow! Um, he said he made captain by the age twenty-five. So yeah, Stanley was was a, was, a, was, a, was a tough man. Yes. <laughs> so the uh, first day on the job, um, I came in and I shook my hand. I was with my grandmother. He was like, "Oh, you got some baby soft hands." I was like, "Well, thank you," because I was young. I was fourteen. I had no job. Okay. And he was like, we're going to fix that by the end of the summer. And by the time it's done, you probably also going to take some shit, too. Hold up. Wait a minute. What? That was the first day? He told you he was going to change your hands and you might take some shit on the first day? Day one. In front That's of your that. grandmother. In front of my grandmother, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. He meant that. Yeah, then my <laughs> turned around and left. Because she had a car because I couldn't drive because I was 14. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I got to work, learn how to work on aerators. An aerator... If you country enough, it's the motor that runs your septic tank. Because oh. you're in the country. Yeah, oh, you, don't have, no. you, don't have, you don't have plumbing. You have a septic tank. 
And it keeps all the all the gushy stuff gushy. Oh, all gosh. of the gushy it keeps it moving. Shout out to my family in Prairie, Mississippi, because the only reason I knew what that was because they didn't have toilet. They had okay. one of them big tanks with the aerator and so, the outhouse. It was bad. So in the septic tank, the turds come down, and the aerator keep them turds moving so that the turds that's coming next can keep moving smoothly, and so that there's no blockages in the tank, which means that if the aerator breaks down or goes bad, you have a blockage and eventually that comes back up into the house. And your job is to get down up in there and take out the, the shit whisk. Let's call it a whisk. Luckily, it, I'd have to go on site. They had to bring them in to the shop. They would bring them in straight up off the septic tank. Ooh. Covered in shit. So inside, I have to actually take the top off of the aerator pop it open and mm. that's where the shit will fly out from everywhere <laughs> and, and there was all liquid and water and piss mm. and everything i also got to cut his mom's lawn all right i'm like jacqueline now how much was you getting paid for this um i was getting paid my own wage which was right. 250 an hour See, you have lived it, a it, life brother you deserve to just globe trot and just <laughs> fuck yeah. off in france you have earned it you couldn't tell me I wasn't balling because I was able to go out and buy me an I'll be sure take a yellow. Please tell me, please tell me that you went out and bought in effect mode with that money. Is that what you're telling me, son? Yes. Yes. Or you bought sexy yeah. verses. I'm an I'll be sure allergist. I'm sorry. It's my man's. First one, what? first joint bought that one. It was 1988. That's what I got. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you're wasting your money. You're wasting your money on these R&B tapes. Soon as a girl get close, she's going to smell that shit under your fingernails and (laughs) freaking dip. (laughs) So what what happened to the captain? Oh, he was still there. I came back the next summer, and then they had to let me go because they raised minimum wage to 275. They couldn't afford to keep me. Are you serious? Yep. And, and then my next job was laying cement on cement hills, on hills in West Virginia, and uh, driveways with, with one of my friend's father at 15. Okay. <sighs> yeah, so I don't do any kind of physical labor anymore. Hey, G, brother. Much respect to you in Portugal. When I get out there, I love to hang with you and some of the other black expats. All right, take it easy. Thank yes, you. I'm excited mm-hmm. after the break at some point. We're going we're to meet a brother over there in South Africa that's making employment happen with ice cream. After Uncle Tappy. Uncle, Uncle Tappy. Is that his oh, name? Yeah. Uncle T- I'm not calling this dude no uncle. That's his name. I'm just not. Nah. His first name is Tapizwa. We're going to call him Tappy. His mama call him Uncle Tappy. We're going to call him Uncle Tappy. You can call him Uncle Tappy. I'm not calling no man Uncle Tappy. The only uncle I recognize is Uncle Luke. Mm. You do? Oh, my gosh. That's the only non-blood uncle, Uncle Luke. Mm. It's Uncle Tappy, bro. Uncle Mm. Tappy. It's all right. What's the problem with calling him Uncle Tappy? The title of uncle is earned. I'm not going to just anoint you uncle because you fucking told me to. Job fair, we'll be back. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Job fair, we back in this thing. We started this show because, you know, employment is a great connector, and that is not something that is exclusive to America. Wherever you are on God's green, when you wake up, you got to figure out how to get some food, True. how to get an orgasm, no, you're not waiting on that one, Jack. Okay, no. Jack one's not after that every day. And third, how to provide. Two out of three is not bad. Fair enough. I'll take it. I'll take it. So with that aside, um, I get excited when we have people who are from other parts of the world who want to come on this show. And this is the most important part of the show. This is about hiring. Yes. Mm-hmm. We goof off and talk shit at the beginning of the show, and then we have Rod come on and throw the show off the rails later. But this right here, this is the most important nugget of it all. JG, who do we have and from where? We have Toppy, and he wants to talk to us about ice cream that is making a difference. And he's coming to us from South Africa. 
Africa. Hi, oh, shit. South hey, Africa. Wait. Hey, Roy. Wait a minute, man. Y'all forgot something, man. What? Y'all, y'all gonna have to play the music for him, man. We got a CEO. It's an international corporation. <laughs> oh, oh play the music. Yes, sir. Yes. Gotta play the music. The corporate suite welcomes my man, Toppy. He's talking about ice cream with a difference. You hear that, Ralph? We put a little African <laughs> shit underneath that corporate suite music. I like that. I like that. A little, that little, little beat to it. A little, no, not uh, too much. We don't want to be racist. Yeah. <laughs> Just enough. Just enough. Bridging the gap. I love yes. it. Yes. Toppy from mm. South Dam, Africa. First off, Thank you for sending Trevor No over here. The man has kept me employed for the past five, six years, and he treats me good. <laughs> Thank you right there. Uh, Where's my finder's fee? Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Definitely a CEO. Let's go. So what did you do before you pivoted into this world of ice cream, man? What What is I'm always fascinated how people jump from one from one line of work to another. So I'd spent about 14 years in the scientific uh, sector, I suppose. I did my mm. undergrad to PhD in molecular biology mm. at the University okay. of Cape Town. And then I worked for four years doing a postdoc uh, at Stellenbosch University, also in South Africa. So it was uh, academic research for the most part. Nice. Molecular biology. Yeah. How do you go from, a no- I can't even say the shit. How do you go from molecular biology to ice cream? Uh, it was a very interesting transition. Initially, was getting um, uncomfortable around the idea of the work that I was doing. Uh, a lot of the work I was doing was focused on creating GMO crops that are not from here to grow better here in an African context. Whereas we have so many different plants and natural biodiversity here that I could have been doing my research on, but there was no room for that. So I decided it was so disconnected from my upbringing, from living in my grandmother's village and my grandmother's house and the sense of community and environmental considerations around your food and what you consume. So I felt this hypocrisy within me in the work that I was doing. So I decided I wanted to change things up a little bit and do something that was truer to my identity. I love it. That's dope. Like, as you know, mommy asked you, what mm. kind of stuff did they try to have you grow that's not grown in Africa? Like, everything <laughs> is grown. Like, there's, like, so much. St- like, I'm really curious. Like, what did they have you try to grow? I, I'm Yeah, what did they have you try to grow? So the, the reality of the continent is a lot of um, what we grow and export here are things that came through the colonial systems, right? Mm. So. A huge product of the content is maize, which is obviously Mexican, and mm. tobacco mm-hmm. and sugarcane and lots of South American plants and plants that have evolved in a tropical environment, whereas mm. Africa is quite semi-arid, so water is not the biggest resource on the continent, especially the southern part. Mm. So mm-hmm. we're putting a lot of effort into growing tropical things like stevia that needs ridiculous amounts of water. Oh. Yet we've got drought-resistant crops here like sorghum and millet and teff that we could be using in our own context here. We often speak about local eating, right? Sustainable local eating. But what we mean is, especially here, what we mean is um, eating invasive plants that are grown locally as opposed mm. to eating local plants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. Nice. So how has... Because you started this business in 2018, you decide to start an ice cream shop. Toppy, Toppy, 
as I'm perusing the .co.za menu. You start this in 2018 and you evolve this, you know, and with, with a wonderful, wonderful message of a unique way, and this is a quote from the website, a unique way to share African folklore, rituals, and cultural practices through frozen morsels and crunchy cones, mm. a way to celebrate our diversity and embrace our differences while also realizing we are far more similar than we are different. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. And then the motherfucking pandemic hit and it shut down everything, dog. How <laughs> did you survive COVID? So the, the really messed up part was um, it, it messed up and also exciting. Oh, okay. 2018, I opened it. I, I opened the company 2018 as a online shop. So I do deliveries on the weekends while I'm still working full time. Using <laughs> part of my scam was using. Uh, universal resources to <laughs> scam double up. This is job fair and a scam. I like it. I'm all for it. Using university, it. Re- so using the gas cart from the job mm-hmm. to deliver the uh-huh. using the boxes from the job to pack the ice. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. I support okay. that. In the south, in the south, we call that finagling. But I'm supporting it. <laughs> That's what's up right there. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. Make it work. So. 2020 February is the first time that I had a literal physical storefront where people could walk in. So I was open for about two and a half weeks before I had to close down again. Yes, right there at it. (laughs) You know, and you quit the job, you put all your money into this thing because I'm self-funded as well. So from 2018 until 2020, I was saving up from my paycheck and putting that money away to buy equipment to put down rent deposit and all these other things so the pandemic it actually wasn't too difficult because i'd been saving money assuming the business would need some breathing room to start off with so i knew i was going to be broke for some aspect of that year so i was prepared for it but surprisingly because people have been craving this kind of work and this kind of food i've i had a really good year all things considered, yeah. I didn't really struggle to survive the year at all. Wow, even during yeah. COVID, while yeah. a lot of businesses were shutting down, I think that's mm. that's a beautiful thing. So talk to us a little bit about the positions that you're hiring for over there. And then after that, I got, I got like 48 questions about South Africa, <laughs> just as a country. <laughs> I, we can't get to all of them. I'm sure third got a million. I know Jacqueline want to know if any of the men over there are over six foot. So, but, <laughs> right. I just barely make it. I'm six foot dead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, well, hey, look, we was talking last week. You can get that height surgery for about seventy thousand dollars. We can you get you over six foot four, brother. About to say you might lose a bit of an arm, bro, but you will get there. You will. You will make it. No more uh, cricket, but you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. What are you hiring for over there, brother? So. Part of what I'm, I'm I'm big on is community. All the work that I try and do involves other people, and recognizing that the the problem I'm trying to address is the the collective self esteem of the continent. Mm. For me, is not adequately. It's not where it should be, right. uh, and that that's a huge legacy due to colonization. And you find in all the things that we do on the continent, we always comparing ourselves to a European standard and mm. always trying to catch up. And so what I'm what I'm currently doing, I'm collaborating with other people 
whose work a few lines up with my work. So musicians, people in skincare, people in health, um, like mental well-being, people mm. in fashion. And at the moment, what I'm the, what I'm looking for is actually people to join in our internship program where it's not about getting a job. It's not about training you about specifics of each job. It's more if we've got like like the six of us here now, we've got six people in this small little network now. We all have our own little realms which we occupy. Can I take a young black child and pass them through all these hands to help them experience what blackness means in different ways and how you can enact your black culture throughout oh, yeah. through your work? Um, so from next year, from January onwards, it's going to be a six-month program. Each month, you pass through one of my peers who's doing important work for black culture in the world and just about opening young black kids' eyes to what the possibilities are because we don't hear enough of that for, for ourselves and from ourselves. And giving them yeah. diversity of experience in mm -hmm. different fields yeah. with different people to really sample everything because so much of the limit, so many of our limitations in terms of what we think we can, what we, are, what we think we're allowed to dream towards mm. is based on just barriers of entry and just deciding yeah. before you yeah. even try as a young child, I can't do that. That ain't for me. Or that ain't what I'm, that ain't even, that's not what I'm destined to do. And you mm. talk yourself out of so many different things mm -hmm. that could have come to fruition, man. So are these internships remote or are these strictly for people that you need, you need on the ground there with you in South Africa? So at the moment it's um, sort of like a trial run incubation phase. So we're trying to do it in person because it's 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 uh it's not going to be based on the curriculum. It's more you show up and you just join the group, and we move you around um, throughout the months. So I think in person is the only way we're approaching it at the moment. Love it. Um, because as much as the digital aspect is bringing people closer, I, I do like being able to touch things and con yes. connect with people in person. Yeah. So for now, the focus is on uh, in person interaction yeah I, I, i'd like to say that i'm knowledgeable about the continent but i mm. also know like depending on where you are things are very different um mm. like if you're in nigeria as opposed to ghana and in the, the experience you know being able to get into certain things but south africa is super international y'all just held a, a world cup not too long ago as far as i'm concerned mm. and mm. even though i saw a lot of things how how savvy are the are the kids and stuff that you would be dealing with and and like how would that relate because even on your website i could see that y'all got uber i ain't know y'all had uber i i didn't i'm more than willing to say i did not know that so like how does all that kind of like it seems like the technology aspect of stuff feature in just as heavily in south africa as it kind of does here like is, is that something that's going down like yeah that's that's definitely a, uh an understandable misconception about the continent i think because uh, well, of american people, media it's actually funny. <laughs> I often joke that um, it's something I, I put in the email as well. Like we live as black-skinned Europeans because uh -huh. in all lessons, I have access to pretty much the same life you do. Um, I know so much about your own culture because it's here. Not because I'm watching TV, but there's so much I can literally eat here. Like something as basic like Reese's peanut cups, I can get that here, you know. Um, uh -huh uh like ben and jerry's i'm just thinking like things you mm. think as american staples mm. yeah 
I, I, I do have a question. You strike me as someone with your hands in a lot of different areas. What's mm. next? Because it doesn't seem like you're going to just stop with this. Mm. So for, for me, it was about figuring out what's the purpose? What am I trying to achieve? Mm. And is that thing about rehabilitating the African ego mm. and recognizing that it's been damaged in, in every sense of that word and in, in all different spheres. So at the moment, my focus is on the food angle. It's on sex education. Mm -hmm. It's on telling like African stories of creation stories and mythology stories. Because I can tell you all about Zeus and Hercules, but I don't know any of the mythology from the continent. So I do a lot of artwork mm. that tells those stories as well. That's what's up. You know, and... Yeah. They're too busy telling us Roman numerals. Yes. <laughs> time to teach us <laughs> You know? Real and shit. I was going to say, and Tappy, whatever is work. Uh, I, I was going to do it on a little bit since you brought up that you do do design. I have to give you props because I'm going to order one of these doggone t-shirts. The t-shirts are fire. Like, that's the hardest ice cream cone I've ever seen in my life. Like, that shirt is <laughs> flyer. I was like, all right, I Thank feel you. you. And, and because I like knowing how to pronounce things, mm. tell me how to pronounce the roasted sorghum biscuits, biscuits ice cream that comes from Zimbabwe. Oh, practice, Ralph. Ralph. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> our, Amer our American <laughs> tongue is not set up, but, but I don't know. Ralph, the only one that speaks three languages, mm -hmm. he could probably learn it. Oh, uh, true. I can speak into Deutsch. <laughs> hey, hey, see, see, I, I used to sing um, Better Lehemu um, with the Glee Club at Morehouse, and you had to learn Osa in order to sing the song. Uh, so like when I see certain things, I can kind of pick it up, but like I, 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 sometimes I screw up the pronouncements. My Ghanaian friends get on me all the time. Eh, you're God boy, you're not knowing what you're saying. You stop, <laughs> stop trying to talk African. <laughs> it's why we speak English. So you don't speak African. Okay. <laughs> okay, one last thing for me. In your uh, email, you said you had some interesting flavors some mm. that you wanted to put at the Bode Hotel as well. Mm. <laughs> what you know about the Bode mm. Hotel? No. Nashville. Well, 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 <laughs> Rod, take his flavors. country music side check. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, the wonderful thing about the menu that I curate is I don't repeat flavors at all. So, it's all small oh. batch. I make five liter tubs um, and pint tubs as well. Oh, actually, let me let me speak American. Please, because I was trying tubs. to figure that out. Okay. Five quarts. <laughs> you even put on a Texas accent just there. Right. I'm kind of offended. <laughs> Look here. Let me tell you. Yes, sir. Have you trying to show up at the barbecue on foods? I like it. Let's go, son. I'm with it. Cut the peanuts, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> This man yes, is sir. roasting our culture in front of us, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's century. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> so I do. It's all handmade small batch ice cream. So nice. up to date, I've done about six hundred or so flavors, and each week wow. I make seven new flavors. So if we're talking like things that connect with America, um, there's a lot of West African influence on my menu. So a lot of Ghanaian, Nigerian, Benin, Togo, Senegal kind of flavors. Uh, so you'll find uh, black eyed peas features a lot. The black eyed pea greens 
and the pulses themselves or the legumes. Um, plantain is a heavy feature, cassava. Um, I've even done like some savory dishes that have been transformed into a, a sweet context. Oh. Um, ooh, actually, you know, like your slow, but black bean pie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the bean pie. So I've done a flavor inspired by black bean pie and uh, black eyed peas. So using maize meal or, or cornmeal for the crust of the pie. Ooh. And then uh, the black eyed peas as the feeling for the pie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he said, serious. yeah. Serious. Listen, listen. <laughs> I may only be six foot, but I can compensate in other ways. Oh, no. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> All right now. I know I what Jacqueline like felt... wanted for Christmas. <laughs> I, was about to say, I, felt like, I felt like he was shouting at a Jacqueline for real, the way he said that. He wasn't talking to us. He was yeah, not talking to I'm us. I'm looking at the website now. Yeah, there's all types of stuff going on here. Couscous, <laughs> greens, kale, black kale, latte. Like, Mfefe smoke. Yeah, I want to know what Mfefe is... smoke is. What is Mfefe uh, smoke? So Mfefe was really amazing. Mfefe is in some ways similar to sage in terms of people burners. Oh. But, yeah, but unlike sage, uh, sage is burnt typically to ward off spirits, right? Right. In paper, you burn it to invite spirits into a space. So invite your ancestors. Oh. Let's say you're about to start a That's ceremony, fire. Um, a wedding, or even a funeral, or you maybe you just want to have a good shift at work. You can burn some of that to bring the, the folks who came before you into the space. So I like that flavor or using that ingredient because people are very sacred and protective around that plant to the point where they don't explore the rest of its properties. So it's got medicinal benefits. It's mm. got, um, you can burn it as an insecticide or like, like a mosquito repellent. You can stuff like uh, mattresses. If you're camping, it's a nice like sort of a baseline for your sleeping bag, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's got nutritive qualities as well. So I like that flavor because number one, people would never smoke their ice cream. Mm-hmm. But I grew up eating fire-cooked food. So for me, my universal seasoning has always been smoke, mm-hmm. as opposed to like something like vanilla ice cream. So all my ice creams are smoked with pepper. And on top of that, it helps people who are very familiar with that plant trans- translocate that, that plant into other aspects of their culture. So you can use it to make soap, you can eat it, you can make teas, you can make cordials, you can do all sorts of things with that. I make paper with it and do my, some of my art on it. So it's, it's about adding value and also adding to your culture, you, you shouldn't just be observing your culture. You can contribute to that culture's development as you're living through it as well. Man, That's when I get up. to Cape Town, South Africa, brother, I got to post up with you. Now, I see here on your website, you are available on Uber Eats. I just tried to get a delivery to New York City. It's a, um, not in your delivery range, unfortunately. But... When I get down that way, I would love to chop it up with you. Thank you so much for what you're doing to connect cultures. I do agree with what you said on the website because so much of the black diaspora feels disconnected from one another. And a lot of that is due to media and the history books, Mm -hmm. omitting the parts of us that are similar and the parts of our struggle that are similar. The same with the Caribbean, the Mm -hmm. same with our black Brits, everybody else over there. So, you know, we could go on and on, but where could people uh, contact you? if they want to be a part, if they want to intern, if they just want to come get some damn ice cream. Yes. Mm. Or to, to any of you, uh, as Roy likes to say, next time I'm having a show, next time you're in South Africa, come get a free scoop. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. In Cape Town. Um, 
So, I mean, I'm based in Cape Town at the moment and I'm trying to keep it that way because I like my life simple. Mm-hmm. But for the job, for the internship, you can email me, uncle types at tapitapi.co.za. So, uncle, U-N-C-L-E, T-A-P-S, at T-A-P-I, T-A-P-I.co.za. Or find the Instagram page, underscore tapi, underscore tapi, and you can shoot me a DM there. And if you're in Cape Town, or if you're planning on being in Cape Town, Literally, if you Google African ice cream, there's only one person who comes up on the whole continent. That's really good. That's, <laughs> that's what's that's good for marketing. Monopoly. That's great marketing right there. That's brilliant. That's, the, that's that CEO shit right there, bro. The whole continent, bro. The whole continent. You are an uncle, bro. You look out for everybody. You want everybody to be better. And you're just trying to help make the world a better place. So when I call you yeah. uncle, I mean it with nothing but respect. Thank Thank you for coming on the job, that man. This Thank was you. a damn pleasure. And I'm a DMU Jacqueline's information. <laughs> All of it. T-shirt size, everything we got. I love it. Thank you so All much right, for brother. having me. This was Thank wonderful. Thank you. That is outstanding. So I guess we all got to go to South Africa at some point, try this ice cream. Let's do I'm it. all for it. Let's he go. put me on. I didn't know about that smoke thing that he was talking about. I know about using sage to ward off bad spirits. And I know about using Palo Santo to ward off bad spirits. That's a Spanish thing. But I had never heard of anything to ward the ward the spirits in to tell them to come in. Jacqueline, I like it when you're impressed with a guest. And I what teach you about flirting, but it's not that. It's mm-hmm. you're legitimately like, wow, this person is doing mm-hmm. something. It's not that you judge any of our other guests, but I can tell when you're legitimately, when someone is going clearly above and beyond and doing more than what they have to. And Uncle Tap is for sure doing that over there. And, in Cape Town. He's he's building a legacy and you can tell and he wants to ensure he implants that legacy in as many people as he can. I think he was being very humble as well. I know we could have talked to him for like an hour. Seriously. We ain't asking him. He he mother ain't got no chef degree, no nothing. He just mixing shit and putting well, it with ice cream. Well I mean molecular. You gonna yes, pull the molecular card. <laughs> I'm about to say he's a molecular biologist, bro. Uh, he that's the he might have a chef degree or two in there. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure he can throw it together the right way. I mean, he made smoke ice cream, bro. The boy is doing something. That's he can cook. That, that, that's can that's cook. Yeah, he can go. All right, after the break, we'll check with the homie Narado, aka Rod, for sure. I wonder if Rod's in the South Africa. Who knows where he's? Who knows where he is right now? Good job, we'll be right back. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future. 
especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Job fair. Shout out to old Uncle Tapper. Now, I wasn't going to call that man my uncle, but you know what? I got to go and give it up to him. Motherfucker is running things over there in South Africa. Third, did you hear JG's tone changing when he was talking about what? positivity <laughs> and running whole time. things? Whole time. Look, they can't see the video, but our eyes was hella wide the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was talking about uplifting young minds, and I see. see That's good stuff. Let me, let me speak to the men that listen to this podcast right now. You know, men, y'all are trying to wow Jacqueline with these shitty ass flirtatious DMs that are very rude and uncalled for. And all you got to do is tag her in some philanthropy that you don't. Just a picture of yourself doing some shit with a, a with the ch- and not like a five year old. You gotta be like you gotta be helping fourteen, fifteen year old, the ones that'll steal your car. You got to really right. be taking <laughs> risks. Big brothers, big sisters of Lower Compton. When it's time, yes, I do want someone who is going to care about the world, not just themselves. And that is exactly what Uncle Tapper is all about over there in South Africa. We got to get over there. It's a long flight, though. Why are you trying to take me over there and leave me? That's what I feel. Is this this part of the show sponsored by the Jacqueline South Africa Travel Fund? What's wrong with you all? This portion of Royce Job Fest brought to you by Jacqueline's used dashikis. Jacqueline's (laughs) finest South African garments. But I can't get my hair braided to my scalp really cute. So that's a reason to go. (laughs) We turn our attentions now to a man who um, keeps a stamp on his passport. Keeps some whiskey in his hand and a condom in his pocket. And if you're ever in Middle Tennessee, 
set your tender settings. Make it 100 stop. miles. And you might be fortunate enough to have a rendezvous with this gentleman there at the Bode Hotel right next to Nissan Stadium. His mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, happy international to you. Yeah, Rod. Yeah, Rod. Yeah, Rod. <laughs> he just pulled cuz. a condom out. Rod just Represent pulled a condom cuz. out. Bad he ain't pull out. He ain't, I'm about to say, he ain't pull out any condom. He pulled out that gold Willy Wonka wrapper on your ass. Yeah, Rod. Yeah, Rod. Oh. <laughs> Keep them do-rag sheets to yourself. I can't do nothing with that. <laughs> so, Rod, we've been talking international shit this whole week, this whole episode. Um, of the countries you traveled to, best food. Let's just mm. let's just do that first. What's the best meal you've had in your travels? I gotta go with, and I don't mean this in a cliche way, but it was in Paris, France. Mm-hmm. But the reason it was like the best meal it wasn't the typical way. When I was there, um, I met this this girl. And she was uh, Brazilian by by blood. Her family was Brazilian, but she'd been raised in France and she was a chef. So she had mixed like classic top-notch French cooking techniques with Brazilian food. And it was fucking, that blend was fucking amazing. It was so fucking good. A lot of meat down there in Brazil. A lot of, lot of steak, a lot of very Texas-esque. Yeah, they got real good seasoning too, man. Damn good seasoning. Worst meal I ever had in my life was in England. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't understand how, so how a, a, a country whose entire history is predicated on conquering the entire world under the guise of looking for spices. But for some reason... <laughs> they never came back and put it in the fucking food. Right. I've never eaten more fast food in my life mm. than the month I spent in England. I was now eating the fuck out of fast food more nah, than and all they and all the food over there too got the wild name. Like spotted dick is a dessert. That and the blood salt, the haggis. Yeah, there's there's a food. reason that uh, Indian food is the most popular sort of like fast casual dining mm-hmm. in England because traditional English so food. They, put they, on their food? They, still, they still eat like the Black Plague is happening over there, man. It's Bruh. fucking, it's fucking outrageous. It. <laughs> uh, you, the weirdest shit that I definitely have ever eaten, y'all call my mama because I know how motherfuckers believe when I said weirdest shit I ever eaten was stuffed camel when we lived in Saudi Arabia. Why would you eat camel? What is wrong with you? When in Rome. I'm about to know? say, first of all, first of all, <laughs> when you're out camel. in the, when you are out in the middle of the desert, that's racist. In a tent full of men, <laughs> and they all bring in this big ass hunk of thing and say, "Okay, you are the honored guest. We will give you the testicles, the eyeballs first. You don't have much of a choice except to say I'm not yeah, going to eat do. the testicle. No, you don't. I ain't eating the testicle. Jacqueline, why are you being mm-hmm. camophobic right now? I'm mm-hmm. very camophobic. They're like, this is very insensitive to those people's culture. Yes. Right? You There's places who feel the same way when you're sitting over here eating chicken and shit mm-hmm. and cow. They're like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <laughs> I can't believe you're going to eat Elsie like that. Why would you do that? They this? are cute. Camels are yeah. cute. No, and they stink. But camels are cute. I, y'all know I've worked for a Chinese news organization. I don't uh-huh. care if you put their name out there. This happened 
three years oh, ago. No. They celebrate every oh, Chinese holiday because no. it was a Chinese state place. Oh, so no. they don't tell us that. one day, bruh, they tell right. us one day that we're celebrating Kui Kui Day. And I didn't know oh, what Kui Kui was. No, Dude, no. you go down to the lunchroom, you go down to the lunchroom, and there's a local Chinese restaurant in DC that sells specific Chinese delicacies. And they got us all, they got us a whole dish of kui kui. But I didn't want to eat that day. And I looked up what kui kui was, and it was hamster, it was little guinea pig. But they looked like little Cornish hens and shit. And they had them for the whole fucking office. Bullshit you not. I want a ham sandwich, wink. Mm. wink. <laughs> So what did your co-workers think about the delicacy? I mean, all the Chinese folks ate that shit. The rest of us was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go out here and hit this pot belly up. So I'm, 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 why didn't you eat sandwich. that when that huh? was your job, but you ate the camel? Because I'm in America. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I am in America. <laughs> I could have took my ass out since got on the train and went to hell. Perspective oh, your culture shit. stops with words when Dude. you're in my house. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do what we came here to do today, Rod. <laughs> help our help our wonderful, wonderful job fair family break the ice with co-workers of the opposite race. Now, we've been keeping it international as best we can. I'll leave it to you to decide whether or not to join in on that or not today. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it international, man. Um, white people. International news for black people. Something fun that brings us across the pond and back at the same time. That was recently... Uh, an, an F1 race down in in Texas, and they mm-hmm. brought in Megan the Stallion, you know, giving her a little little culture, exposing her to something we don't usually see. You know, F1. There's a man by the name of Martin Brundle, an Englishman who uh, is a former F1 racer who came over to cover. He's, he's, he comes over. He still does reporting for it, and uh, he got a taste of, of of black people when it comes to international shit. In that. Uh, black people are very protective of themselves, so they're not that understanding when they react to shit to foreign cultures. So he thinks he's still in England, and he just runs up on Megan the Stallion like he's used to doing overseas and trying to be on cue to get an interview, and uh, security almost put that boy in the ICU. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> him up. Him up. Security almost fucked my man up. He got a harsh lesson. That you don't run up on black people like that, especially in America. Give a fuck who you are. Especially not making a stallion. Like she's like, she's American music royalty. Like, yeah. Literally, like, you can't just be running up on her like that. I just think that's a big cultural issue where he doesn't understand black security guards. Black security guards want to choke someone. Like, <laughs> do they? I just told day. that story on my podcast of uh, when we were in college. We had a P.D. Pablo concert. And one of our best friends was the head of like the student affairs board. So he got all of us jobs as security for the concert. And all we could think about was, I hope a nigga get crazy as I could beat the fuck out of one of these locals. And they did. And we did. Right in front of the police. We fucked them every time a nigga got too close to that gate. We was fucking niggas up with the big ass mag lights. Roy's 100% right. Black security, especially for celebrities, Black security is always on. They want to, they they hope to whoop ass every time they clock in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Really? Other than that, you're just walking around doing nothing. It's boring. <laughs> nothing. 
can't think of her name, but she was getting on a plane coming out of D.C. She worked for the Obama administration, and I recognized her, but they were letting her on the plane early to get into first class, and I got excited. I didn't get verbally excited. My eyes got excited, and the guy who was with her said, and I set my little butt down. <laughs> just nodded no. He said and I said, my little butt now, what is her name? Valerie Jarrett? That's her. I got so excited. I was like, and he said, You definitely don't want to fuck around with the Secret Service. I took a, yeah. I was, uh, I was at an event one time with um, <laughs> Hillary Clinton was, she was with uh-huh. Bill Clinton, and I was there, and like, people were taking pictures fucking Secret Service was pulling them motherfuckers to the side and giving them a very stern set of instructions right in their ear. But yeah, like, motherfucker, when you step up, it, you step up, you smile, don't move your fucking hands, don't do mm-hmm. shit. That's right. And then like motion it to the gun, like, no, right. bro, just step <laughs> right where we tell you to step, smile, and walk the fuck away from yeah. this one. Don't Look, even man. say nice to meet you. <laughs> y'all, know I got a, y'all know I got a cousin that's in there, man. I got a cousin that's in the Secret Service right now, real talk. And they can't, they can't, they, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't fuck around. They don't they even take make jokes. zero fucking chance. They don't make any jokes. <laughs> like, there's no being funny when you're out at the compound. There's none of that shit. You better be straight up serious. As long as you on stage, that, them, them cats, they don't play. So They're how real do they serious. date? They seem so mean. Oh, yeah, trust me, that's the least of their issue. They're definitely dating. They, they are... <laughs> They're definitely dating. Um, they, they date yeah. each other. They date people who wash out the program. They, oh, this shit happens off the clock. <laughs> when right. you on when you on the job, no, nah, they don't. Laser focused. <laughs> yeah, they don't play. Yeah. Unless you down play. in, unless you down in Venezuela tricking off on prostitutes. Yeah, I'm talking about security detail. <laughs> Get that in, mm. Rhonda. Find that for me real quick. Find the Secret Service prostitute <laughs> scandal uh, while Rod flips the script. We'll circle back to that. All right, black people, uh, what you want to talk to white people right now is, and I need your full attention on this one because you're hearing exactly what you think you heard. Uh, Headline, Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos declared people. (laughs) Read it again. Wait a minute, what? Read it again slowly. Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos legally recognized as people by U.S. court. Now, these are the hippos when <laughs> Escobar was murdered in the drug raid back in the day. <laughs> these are the hippos that were set free in the wild, and now they're just out there in the Colombian jungle in the river, just living life and fucking shit up. Tearing the ecosystem to fucking pieces. <laughs> Like, they're not even close to native to South America. They're not supposed to be that. They're the largest invasive species on the planet. And those, they have, like, changed, like, the acidity levels and shit like that in that river. They've been procreating like a motherfucker. Oh. So there's a huge, um, a huge fight going on right now to, like, try to sterilize them. And they've gone all the way to getting the U.S. courts involved in, like, how to humanely sterilize these fucking hippos to keep them from continuing to fuck them up because most people just want to euthanize America so how, always but, in somebody's business but go ahead always always in somebody's always shit always in somebody's business <laughs> but how, how are they humans? but well the reason they did that was so that like they could get um, so they could get the court involved in the process of like how are we going to sterilize this thing the only way to like really enforce rights of animals in cases like that 
is to get them declared people. Here we go. Nine <laughs> Secret Service members were fired under allegations of bringing oh, prostitutes yeah. to their room on a presidential business trip to Colombia. I remember that. They were the advanced security team to make sure shit was straight before Obama got there a couple of days later. Uh, and, uh, there it is. Say no more. They gentlemen. were there to advance for Obama? Hell yeah, they was partying. Everybody that was there with the Obama administration was partying, son. I kind of growing in D.C. most of my life. For eight years, the White House was the hottest spot in D.C. It was hotter than D.C. Live. It was hotter than the Ritz. Everybody was... Quest Love came to the doggone White House so much, he left his turntables. He got down. He was the first president to put a basketball court in the White House. Come on, now. Is that his, a sign of a party? Well, Obama's old uh, Ronnie Jackson, the old White House physician. They used to call him the candy man because they say he's just run around the White House and on fucking trips and shit just handing out pills. Really? They were getting it in. I didn't know that part now. Yeah, he was Trump's doctor. He was still the physician when Trump was in office. The alleged prostitute at the center of the scandal said in an interview that she agreed to go back to the Secret Service agent's hotel room. They negotiated ahead of time. He would pay her $800 in the morning. He told her, I am not going to pay you and pushed her into the hall as a result, there was a full investigation revealing that there were more than 12 prostitutes who had reportedly spent the night with Secret Service employees. The She's real a tragedy bad is, businesswoman. Go ahead. Why are you paying $800? Thank you. No, that's a lot. Once the conversion rate comes into play, you're supposed to be spending like, you know, seven U.S. dollars on a high price prostitute. What? Out of the country. Like He's that. about right, JG. That's about right. How do you know this? Because I know black men that have gone to Brazil for this $40 fuck <laughs> fest that they do. Living like kings. Really? You get one of the finest Brazilian women you ever seen in your life to be your, your girlfriend life. for a fucking week for like eighty. You won't know anything <laughs> she's saying at all. Whole time she's obrigado and, and all kind of stuff. She's she's basically stealing everything you own. But for that week, you get to touch her, and for some people, that's enough. It's a it's a or weird the <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I've heard, bro. That's I need to clean. That's, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah your that's wife is I, probably listening. <laughs> Right now, that's why I'm quiet because I know my Look. girl is listening. You see how quick I shut the fuck up? But it ain't your wife. It ain't your wife. I'm worried about it. it's a mother-in-law. That's the problem. That's, that's, but yeah, I hear you. Shout it's out, podcast. shout out, Nana. Love you. There we go. Okay. This podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. You can get it wherever you download podcasts. Rod is always and oh, and happy happy Thanksgiving to your yeah. brother. If you don't happy oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. right back. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving, my nigga. Yeah. He doesn't eat potato salad, just FYI. Rod don't eat potato salad? The coleslaw, coleslaw and potato salad, both fucking tartar disgusting. Tartar sauce is trash, so I yeah. kind of figured. Tartar sauce is trash also. Mm. Sorry. That's a, <laughs> kind of a downer to end this fucking segment <laughs> on. Well, fuck you, Rod. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send Rod a McDonald's gift card. But you can only buy filet of fish with it. Because <laughs> you're my dog. And I love you. All right, Rock. Bye, Rock. What's Thank up? you. Happy Peace. holidays. Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Scam of the week time. You know, JG, mm-hmm. humor more often than not is the first time we're introduced to something that we don't know shit about. Yeah. 
And so it's very important sometimes that humor, even if it plays into stereotypes, whatever, it helps to normalize mm-hmm. the interactions uh, mm-hmm. between different people. So that, that's why I was really, really excited when we were able to get this brother on the program. True. <laughs> got a television show that I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I still got a little bit of Jesus week in me. I see his brother. Mm. I went I wrong like that. Bridge. Mm. Building the bridge. Mm-hmm. The bridge. Between cultures. His mm. culture and the mm. rest of the world. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Now, do I need to, I don't need to, I don't need to play my music. Now, Brother Ralph, I don't want to play the music because then we're going to have to get into a sermon. You know I like the sermon. Mm-hmm. So, Jesus, what do we have on the program? <laughs> Well, you already hear his voice. We have Frankie Kionis, and he is a stand-up comedian, actor, and creator, best known for his character work, and he has some other stuff coming up, and I'm super excited to hear about it. So, like, the, the show is Super Homies. Let's start mm-hmm. there. The show is Super Homies. It's streaming on HBO Max. Walk us through your culture, and, because here, here's the thing that I'm most curious about with your, and, and what's your nationality, so everybody just knows your you know, identify as Chicano specifically, but, but my, my, my grandfather's from Mexico. And then my mom's side, her, her grandfather grew up on an Indian reservation in, in oh. Texas, oh. just on the, just on the other side of the border of uh, so Juarez, Mexico is like, you could see the fence from the oh. reservation. Uh, but mostly, yeah, yeah. I was born here uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, born and raised. Frankie, what are the challenges of representing a different culture mm-hmm. on television that isn't necessarily the predominant culture within the decision-making rooms in entertainment? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, I mean, you don't. You, yeah. in, to a degree, whether you like it or not, you're kind of carrying a flag. Yeah. You yeah, exactly. Get to, you have the privilege of being able to represent and, edu- and use humor to educate people about other cultures, two different cultures. So, what are what are some of the hurdles, man? Whew, man, I mean, most of my characters are all of my characters are based off people I grew up around or in my family. Uh, my character Creeper, who's like you know, he's a fitness instructor. That's yo, based off. Yeah, he's like a chosen fitness instructor. He's hardcore, bro. I like that dude. That's right. hella funny, man. Right on, homie. Thank. You. It comes from a real place too, so I think it's why it resonates with a lot of people. It's like. My dad was, you know, he's an OG, man. He always had a lowrider. My Nino was a lowrider. But my mom and dad were, like, always had stand-up on and, and, and uh, you know, big, like, old-school funk was, like, their religion. I mean, mm. my, sis- my, si- my sister's name is Tina Marie. Like, they went to Rick oh. James's funeral. I'm talking, wow. like, I'm being serious Respect. when I say it's their religion. Like, always had old-school funk playing. Always, I was always at car shows. I was always, they always had stand-up playing. And even when we were they were going through tough times, I saw how powerful that was. And, and that's what got me in it. And then I ended up being like class clown, always getting in trouble. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is my thing, you know. And then uh, so it was, it's hard to because I have this experience that's so like, you know, what I mean, when, when it comes to, to my culture, it's like, you know, the, it gets heavy because it's like, hey, we need you to be more like this or we need you to be like that. And I'm like, well, well I'm doing that. Well, hey, man, I have all these other experiences that I want to bring in and. And then, you know, I mean, I'm no, just, just trying to be do... the thing that we think you all. So, Frankie, take us back to a time pre-television and one of those jobs that you had back in the day where, you know, things was a little sideways. Things was a little oh, different. Homie. You know, some things might have gone out the door. I know you've been seeing some shit. Back then, you were already doing it way before I was like, you know, I was grinding. I was doing my little 
$20 gigs and two free drinks. They're like, okay, we're making it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and then my homeboy let me sleep on his couch for almost two years, man. You know, he just said, if you could come up with 200 bucks a month, I'll give you that couch. Cause he believed in me, you know? So I had like a support system, believe in me and my mom and dad, you know, they had my back, but you know, I was already in my thirties still sleeping on the couch. So they're like, Hey, yeah. Like, you know, when is it going to happen? You know? And then you didn't have a I girlfriend then, did you? I did at one time. And she was like, you know, I, there's hiring at UPS and, you know, da, da, da. You know, she Girl, you don't to, believe in this train. You yeah. don't believe in this train. <laughs> she didn't believe it. Yeah. She's you like, you know, yeah, yeah. She's, you know, it's a narrow road and it's probably not going to happen. She told oh, me no. that. And, she shouldn't but say she, that. She, I, she shouldn't have said that, but she had a right to say that. I mean, you know, she, she got, did. you know, there's some, there's, there's a point as an artist when you feel like, nah, man, this is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Like, even, even if I'm you know, gonna scrape by for the rest of it. Like, this is what I, this, this is what I'm here what for. I love. But all the odd jobs were busting tables. I worked a day construction, you know, I was delivering food. And then that, that, that first call I got, I was back here in LA. I was delivering a sandwich to a, a white, uh, not that race has anything to do with it, but you know, a white, yes, UCLA cop. Yeah. 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 White. Kinda does. Yeah. Kinda does, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a white U, UCLA college kid. <laughs> We're probably like, you know, 15 years younger than me doing way better than I am. And I'm here in my, I'm in my thirties delivering them a sandwich. And we get a call that uh, we sold a television show, yes. me and some homies and, mm. and uh, uh, homie, I'm not even lying. I swear. I just wanted to eat the, the fucking sandwich right have. there. Just like, <laughs> like oh, oh, you know, <laughs> but uh, I delivered yeah. it, man. And it's funny. I was so excited that I told the dude, I said, man, this is my last delivery. I said, me and my boys just sold the show yes. to TVS. And he was like, cool, man. Like, did you bring men in? And I went in my car and I called my mom and I'm crying, bro. I'm, just, I'm crying. And I said, thank you, God. Thank you, the universe. Thank yes. you for everything. It's love. Mm-hmm. It's like, it finally happened. You know, it's like, you know, it's been, you know, I guess with any profession, it takes at least 10 years to, to really get into the group. But, but you know, dudes got to be paid and they were paid and, and that moment shined. And that's the. That's the last day I did any other odd job. It's been comedy and TV well, ever since, you know? You should have so called that funky-ass girl that that's exactly led what you I was to thinking. that couch. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what you should have called. Right? You know, yeah. It is what it is. For real, now, man. If you really want to be now? petty, yeah. if you really want to be petty, you can go on her Instagram, find out her interests, oh my see the things that she's into, and then create targeted ads that only target to people who are interested in those things and advertise your show specifically. Then you create a targeted ad within Instagram business. You got to get an Instagram business account. And then you, you create an ad Stop for it. super homies. And then you say, I only, what state does she live in? She's, at, she's, she's in San Francisco. Yeah, she's okay, California. Perfect. Even better, GeoTarget. So now you go within Instagram and you go, I want this ad to be shown to people who like flowers within the Bay Area and show it to at least 20,000 people. I guarantee you one of those people will be her. And she's scrolling through and she has to scroll past your fucking face and your grin with all of Every these day. beautiful characters that you're playing, representing your culture and everything that you've overcame. You are a goddamn testament to perseverance, Frank Quinones. Yes, sir. November 10th, I got a podcast dropping, but it's, it's, it's scenes and like throwback to Cheech and Chong and Adam Sandler. Oh, word. But it's, a, it's through iHeart. Let's talk about it. A... Don't rush it. Don't rush that. Oh, no, Let's I'm talk just, about it's... that for a second. So we're talking about a scripted sketch comedy podcast. Yes, exactly. Thank nice. you, man. I just, but it's, Oh, that's uh, fire. Will, oh, Farrell, Will, Will Farrell's uh, Big Money Players Network is called the Frankie Quinones Show and it comes out November 10th. That's all I want to say. The <laughs> website is frankiequinones.com. 
I'm not going to spell Quinones. It's in the description of this episode. You can find yeah. it. Just put a dot com behind it. My man is touring right now. He's got some dates in California. I see you're going to be close to the Bay Area. Yo, this is the other thing to do. Tickets what? for your show. Damn, what happened to you? Geo Target. Dropping these jewels, sales. huh? <laughs> Let's just say she's interested in rock music. Then you geotarget this to only people who like rock music. Like Instagram ads, you can break that shit down to the age demographic too. You can be very specific on who sees it's totally, this ad. It, it totally adds all the petty you need, bro. Like I'm with yeah, yeah. all the petty is you need is right there. Look, I know you got a message of forgiveness and letting go because that's the right way to live life. But this, got this to, advice man, is for to. people. This is this advice, Frankie, is for people who want to see the world burn. We have to make sure that we honor all perspectives. Thank you so much for coming on. No, no, nah, thank you, man. I got nothing but love and respect for you, Roy Wood Jr. I know it was a long path and journey for you. And thank you for the motivation and inspiration, bro, because that's why we out here. <laughs> all right, y'all. Much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why are you teaching people this stuff? What is wrong I, with you? Jacqueline, I'm here to educate. This woman is happily married somewhere, thank goodness. Well, That's probably true. Roy's job there. Should have believed in him. It's a product of iHeartMedia, Comedy Central, and South Park and Princeton Productions. Thank you to everybody. Yo, yeah. big shout out to South Africa one time for Uncle Tapper. I wasn't going to call him uncle. Mm-mm. And by no. the end of the conversation, no. uncle. I'm still upset with you because you're trying to send me over to Africa to marry him. I know. I didn't say marry him. I just noticed you was very impressed with his hustle. And there's a certain glow on your face when you're into guests. I'm just being honest. I I can tell Uh that you and old ice cream man, y'all was vibing. Happy Thanksgiving, I guess. Did Did we say that? Happy Black Friday. Can we Christmas carol together eventually, all of us? You got a better chance of us running. Carol, what are you talking about? Shout out, shout out all of us to strangers' homes and just fucking sing to them, Jacqueline. How excited people would be to come outside to see y'all. No. No, most of them would think we were trying to rob them, I think. I don't... I don't trust them. Have you seen me in person, Jacqueline? I am not a little man. I got hair on my face right now. I look like a gorilla. So I will ride somebody. Third and, and, and Rod? Yeah. Rod oh. would be in sandals. 30 degree weather smoking a Newport. Oh, Rod's not getting out of that. Whole time. Ride. Rhonda's coming Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's mm. what's up. Why can't we do yeah. anything as an office Happy family? Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all, y'all. Want office party? What, you want to do Secret Santa? No, Ooh. y'all are terrible gift givers. Ooh. Um, How you know that? Hold on. How you know that? I get great gifts. And I can rap, too. I can rap presents. I'm nice. No, you're not. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.